Hey, everybody. Again, we are back. So excited to um, be here. Uh, we have a very special guest, my, my friend and my, my former pastor, but I guess you'll always be my forever pastor um, here, uh, uh, Pastor Carlos Marshall. We want to welcome him to our broadcast. And again, what I'm going to do now we're on, we have this new, um, we have this new program and this new, op so now if you want to ask him questions, guess what? You can ask him directly. Um, and I'll put the number at the bottom. Uh, so you can ask him, say, hey, hey, Ms. Nikki, how are you? Uh, do you have any questions? So we're going to talk, we're going to get into his book. I talked to me, he was here before telling, telling about God's mighty men. Uh, but I'm getting an opportunity to, um, to, uh, to tell us more about this, tell him more about him, remind everybody who he is. But again, um, this is our debut episode of, it's now the Just Troy, well, Just Troy show. And um, I'm still live on YouTube. I'm still live on Facebook, but I'm now um, a part of the BBS uh, t uh, radio television network. I'm so excited about that. Do me a favor, like and share, like and share. And um, at the end, I have a giveaway. So if, you, uh, if you're liking and sharing, I have a giveaway at the end. Um, just to say, just so we can say thank you. Um, if you want to dial in, you see the number is 888-627. 6008 or 323-744-7831. If there is a burning question that you want to give to either myself or Pastor Marshall this evening, feel free. You can talk to us live, which is really cool. So, hey, my friend, how, how are you? you? How are you today? <laughs> you know, I can't complain. God is good. Yeah. Amen. I just, came Amen. Back, I just came back from vacation. I was in, um, I was on the West Coast. I was at, I was in Vegas, oh. uh, Arizona. Yeah. And um, I saw the Grand Canyon was hot. I got to post pictures. I, I'm being ignorant. But please tell our listening audience who Pastor Car Carlos Marshall is. And then we'll get into your book. Amen. Well, again, yes, Pastor Carlos Marshall. Thanks so much. And yes, that is, this is my friend. This is my friend. Uh, Troy, uh, Elder Troy, uh, however you want to do it, but she's my friend. So again, I'm Pastor Marshall, Voices of Faith East here in uh, in Lawrenceville, Georgia. So it's such a blessing to be a part of this. So that is just who I am. Simple, just pastoring and uh, loving God and doing what I do for my family. So that's that's who I am. Yeah. And yes, he is. And he does. He has three beautiful children. Um, Kayla makes me feel old. Mm. Every, every time I look at a picture of her, I'm just like. Yes. Baby girl stop. 20. Yeah, she's baby no. girl junior year, junior year in college. Oh wow. Yes, that's the baby girl. Yes. She's a junior in college. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I could have went look, I could have went all night without you telling me that. Yes. <laughs> 20, 26, but, and 28. Yeah, 20, 26, and 28 are the ages, man. So that's uh so I have adults. Yeah. Cayman's 28? Cayman's 28, yes. Maya's 26, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I'm not going to say, I can't stay here and be, and, and feel like I'm old because, oh my gosh. Yes. You know, I love, I love, love, love his children. And I don't, and I don't say that like, but I, I, I do. They're just the sweetest. They're just with the, the sweetest always. Um, and they thought I was wrong with me. 
<laughs> How's my girl? How's she doing? She's doing well. I just, I just talked to her today earlier. Matter of fact, uh, doing well, hanging out with her goddaughter and everything. Yeah. So I talked to her during the week, trying to soak up all she can before she have to go back to school. You know, had less than two weeks before they have to go back in the classroom. But she's doing really, really well, though. Really, really and well. And how about Mama Marshall? Doing well. That was her just calling in out nine o'clock. She's doing well. Matter of she's coming up here um, tomorrow. So I talked to her okay. about two about two or three times a day, actually. You know, I talked to her, but she's doing really well. Excited to come up and spend some time. But she's really well, man. I call her. Man, I just get so much from her when I call her. I'm like, wow, I've gotten my sermon. You know, I get that's time preached to, preach to. I do from other pastors, but I surely do get the word and get wisdom when I call my mother. Yeah, she um she don't she don't know it, but she every now every now and again I will pick up the phone, and say, hey mother, and she'll just talk, and I'm just like, mm, I needed that. I, I leave, and she'll even know, but I just I really really truly do appreciate. Yeah. It. So when I say he and I are friends, we've been uh, we, this is the third time he and I've had a conversation uh, uh on online, mm-hmm. but we've had several 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 conversations. So I'm really excited to have him as our um. Uh, it's not a debut for what I do, but it's a debut for being a ministry platform because he has um, a book. We talked about it last time he was here, but I, this time I, I had it. I have it in hand. God's mighty men, and mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to read it, um, and it's a really good read. If you don't, if you have it, uh, if you don't, you don't have it. Go buy it. It's on uh, Carlos carloskmarshall.com. But tell us, uh, and I'm, I'm going to let you tell about it, but then I'm going to ask you, because there's some stuff in here that I'm like, oh, because I have, y'all can't see it, but I have earmarks, uh, a dog ear. And I was like, I guess I'm tearing up the book because that tells you I'm reading it. Because um, there's some questions we have about this whole mighty men thing. Well, t- tell them what this is all about, what this and how this came about, how God's mighty men came about. Well, actually, it came about, really started out as my journal. It was just really a way for me to get the things that was going on inside of me to get them out. You said in the book, God did two things. He said, when I tell it to him, it allows me to get it out of my heart. When I write it down in my journal, I get it out of my head. So that was a way for me to be able to release it. But also, he said that if it helped you, why not share it with the world, the other people that are going through it? I want to be able to give this as a support for men. Again, I think I said it the last time. I want to make sure that I help men not give up on love, don't give up on leadership, and don't give up on life. So this really is a cur- encouragement for men. But at the end of each chapter, I have note for the for the for the ladies, note to the ladies, and that because I did not want to leave them out because you all are part of the journey for helping us get to where we need to be. You got give you all insight. So I did. You have to write to one particular audience, but I did not want to leave. Ladies out because you all are a big part of us getting where we need to be. And sometimes for mothers getting the sons where they need to be, family members, not just the spouse, but other males in the family. So it was just a way to be able to support the men and help families overall. Help her see those things that we need to see about families and about relationships, and about connection. And that's good because you, um, hey, El- hey, Jesse. 
Hey, hey, Jesse. Hey, Elder Carla. How are you? Elder Carla um, Hunter said hello. Oh, hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm, I'm, I was reading it and uh, what I found was interesting. Um, one of them was getting, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not going to mess up the, 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 uh, the chapter, but um, you were talking about how men and women love differently. And um, and that it's important that we learn, and, I, and I'm a big proponent of that myself, learning the love language of your partner. Um, yes. And mm. uh, and I was like, oh, that is so good. Can you can you just kind of talk about that? Because a lot of people they're in these relationships and they're like, I want to I mean, and, and we think. Um, that we love each, we're, we're loving them from our, from the way that mm. we want to be loved, and not how that person wants to be loved. Can yes. you, you can, you can yes. talk about it. Love language is so key. That's one of the first things that I give uh, couples homework to do if they have not already taken that assessment is to figure out the love language. Because naturally, what we do is we do for the other person what we like to have done for us, assuming that that person would like that, but that's not necessarily true. The love language allows you to identify what that person likes because we want to do what that person likes. But how do we know that? People have to teach us how to love them. Not teach us how to mm -hmm. love, but teach us how to love them. The love language shows what that is because what you're doing is you're trying to fill that person's love tank up every day. But you're filling it up with what makes them happy. The love language shows that. Because you could be doing all these things and you're wondering, man, I'm doing all this and he or she's not appreciating it. And then the other person saying, well, man, they don't ever do anything I like. That's because you're missing it. You cannot, you may not be able to do everything on that list for that person every day. But if you hit those top ones, the one that they're the number one, you know, they will be satisfied because it's number one for a reason. If it's physical touch, if it's words of affirmation, you know, if it's, um, you know, uh, deeds, you know, doing those things, if you're doing, you know, so you look at it, but it's, if it's gifts. You know, acts of service, whatever it is, it's the top for a reason. So you identify that and you'll see yourself being more satisfied. They will be more satisfied because now you're not worried about yourself. You worry about how do I feel that person tank up with love tank with what they like to have done. I thought that was very interesting because I'm like, uh, because, because before I found the five love languages, I didn't know. And one of the people that I, hey, hey, Crystal. Hey Denise, hey sister, and I didn't know until um, we took this. I took this assessment to know where I am and on the spectrum of because uh, yes. I, I don't need gifts. I'm like because I'm like you know me. You, well, you know me. I can buy stuff for myself. I work hard, so I'm like I'm not that person. But when I took it, I realized I'm that quality kind of person. I'm that quality mm -hmm. um, quality time and. Yeah. Um, uh, and the person I was with at the time, they were words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Which, if I'm if I'm real, that was hard for me. That was because it wasn't natural for me. It, it wasn't yeah. uh, something that was it was natural. It's so no. key that you said that. The one thing I tell couples: if what that person needs, if their uh, number one love language is easy for you, yes, that's fine. But if it's not. The fact that it's difficult is not a reason not to do it. That just means you're going to take more effort to do it. So you have to look at two things. The person that wants you to do that, they have to be patient with you because they have to realize it's not natural. It's not so you're learning. 
You have to realize you have to put more effort into it because it's not natural. Identify it. And I would about the love languages. It's not a match. It's not like your mate has to have the same as yours because it's not about matching. It's about identifying it. And you're that for a reason. And I tell couples, don't try that. Don't question why yours is physical touch. Theirs is gifts. It is whatever it comes out to be. And your goal is to meet that, not to question it, not to try to analyze it, not to try to get it to be the same as yours. Just know it and be aware of it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I remember that I was much younger, Troy. <laughs> when I did <didn't>. gotcha. <laughs> I was like, why, really? I got to say, oh, thank you for yeah. whatever it was. And I was like, yes. I got to say this. I said, why is this something that's, that's, that's normal? But it isn't because, like I said, going through that whole that whole conversation and that whole book, I realized I was like, okay, if I expect them to have quality time with me, then I have to then I have to then say, okay, Sharia, this is what they mean. You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail. You people see it. It will happen. People are more apt to do what you want them to do for you when they have gotten that satisfied, and that's the goal. Every day you wake up, you shouldn't be thinking about what am I going to get? What am I going to get? Are they going to fill my love tank up? Your goal should be, I'm going to fill those up. I'm going to fill those up. And both people are saying that. At the end of the day, both people are satisfied. And you're not worried about yourself. You're not concerned about yourself. Your goal. And I tell couples, I said, the only competition in the in a marriage or in a relationship should be who outloves each other. Not who can compete mm-hmm. or who get the last word in the competition. But who can fill that person's take up the most. Not to say, hey, I did it. Don't 50% of the time I've did it so many times, not in the competition in that manner, but saying, you know what, you will not outlove me. You will not love me more mm-hmm. than I love you. That mindset and with the love language is because you you hitting you hitting the bullseye. You really you have a target and you know what it is. Without that, you're going blind. You hit or missed. Trial and error. You may hit sometime, you may miss sometime, and then you'll know when you don't hit. You know you're missing because it's a reaction. And it's like, uh, what's wrong with you? Okay, I can tell you, you know. <laughs> so. But you, you, you said that you said something very key. Um, and and for, hey, everybody, for just who's coming in, this is uh, my good friend and uh, pastor, uh, Pastor Carlos Marshall, and we're talking about his book, uh, God's Mighty Men. It God's Mighty Men. I love the cover. And we're just, we're, we, I, um, the last time we was here, we talked about it, but I had not yet gotten it. And I was able to read it. But something that you just hit, you just hit the nail on the head when you said about when we're talking about the love languages. But what I found, what you said in the book was about um, whole people coming into a marriage and whole mm. people coming into a relationship. Um, you're like people were looking for 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 70. But. Uh, a whole marriage needs whole people. Can you can you expound on that for us, please? The way I look at it, if you come, if each person come in 50-50, if one person can't do it, what are you left with? Only 50%. I come in 100%. My mate comes in 100%. One day I can't do it. What do we still have? We still 100% because that mm-hmm. person is whole. And don't look at it. You draw the line. Okay, you know what? I've done my part. I draw the line. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to come to that point. I'm not going over. Sometimes you may have to do 80% of it. A person do 20. You have to do 90, 10. But guess what? It may be reversed. That person may be doing. So when it's your time to do it, when it's that season, you do it. You don't keep score. 
You don't keep account of it. Now, yes, if it's like that all the time, that's a whole different issue. But you're not thinking about that. So that 50-50 thing, you have to get that out of your mind totally. It's all about bringing to the table what you can, what you're able to do, what your strengths are. And in that particular moment, it just may be lopsided in that time. So, yes. So get your mind off 50-50. And right. And being a whole person. Now, listen, uh, because we're on this new platform, I'm on BBS Radio TV. And we're in over 100 radio stations in 23, 25 countries or whatever. Now you can, if you want to actually ask a question of Pastor Marshall, you can do so. I want to make sure that I put that out. The number is scrolling, but it's 888-627-6008 or 323-744-7831. Now it's more interactive and you can actually call in and talk to, um, to our, uh, to, to, Pastor Marshall, if you have a question for myself or if you want to make a comment, um, our producers and our producers, yeah, producers in the bottom will will bring you up and will bring you up so that you can ask your question. But um, so let's go back to that this whole concept of being one because you mm-hmm. said um, we are we are one. When you leave your wife, you uh, when you leave your family, cleave to your cleave to your family, and you're one. And you said that um, you 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 multiply in the book. Mm-hmm. I read that you you were multiplying and everything is up equal equaling to one. Can yes. you can you <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm messing up. I'm completely messing it up, but you can tell it better than I can. <laughs> so when you look at that, you're thinking about when two people get together, you may think, well, you know, one plus one equals two, but no, you multiply, you're talking about getting together, it is one. It's the only thing, and it doesn't make sense in, in the natural in your mind. Wait a minute. Two people, that means it's two. No, you're coming together as one because what happens is you, you're giving up of yourself and now you're talking about being one in God. So you talk about getting together, that oneness happens. And if you think about addition, it messes you up because you're always going to look at yourself. But if you mm-hmm. think about that multiplication, if you think about that coming together as one, then now you've forgotten about, well, they're doing things their way, I'm doing it my way. No, you're coming together as one. And both of you guys now are guided and led by God. Now you're not doing things your mom way you did when you have family. That's why I say it's leave mom and dad and cleave, you know, to to your to your wife, to your husband. So yeah, that was big, man. And I was like, wow, that just makes so much sense. You look at that oneness, and God's oneness doesn't make sense in the natural. You know, no. it doesn't. No. It doesn't make sense in the natural. No, and it doesn't. So what's that? So okay. So now, say I am. What's questions? It was one. You're talking. You're talking about um, uh, cross bearing and bear and making sure that you you bear the cross. You're, mm. you're bearing your cross, but you're not bearing the cross of your man. Yeah. But so I'm 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 raised differently than you. I'm raised, uh, and I'm just talking. I'm I'm just saying a hypothetical marriage um, or a hypothetical relationship. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, you talk a lot about uh, about the relationship and and, and uh, um, God's mighty men, what they do do, and what God's mighty men are. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Miss Freed, hi, Miss Hilda, how are you? Um, and you're like God's God's God's. Uh, so let's let's go back before we talk about the marriage part. Because one of, one of your chapters, you said God's God's mighty men commit. Yes. So what do you say? to um to that woman who is in the relationship 
in a dating relationship with his brother or this or or or, or whatever, and they've been in it for two or three years, and you're saying, uh, but you're not committing. You're not committing to a relationship, but you're saying guys, mighty men, do commit. What does that look like? How does how do we how does we he she know when it's time to to bounce because they're not being a, the, the mighty man and committing or the mighty woman in this it could be either way a woman not committing to a man how do you what do you say to those people that person if you're saying because you're saying you're, you're clearly saying that guys mighty men they do know how to commit right okay first of all when we think about that that particular chapter one of the biggest thing i want to make sure is that we're committing to god before we get to commit to a spouse and if we're waiting, sometimes you have to look at the timeline. If we're not committing in the time frame that the person wants us to commit, or what the person they may say that you're not a person that commits. Well, in the books it talks about with God, you're seeking God to see because should I commit? It's not like you're not committing because you're not a committed person. It's because you have not been given the okay by God to commit. A lot of times it talks about too. Well, what's being brought to the table? Person wants you to commit. They want what you're bringing to the table, but they're not willing to bring something to the table themselves. Also, it talks about sometimes men won't commit. If they're thinking in their minds, well, there's something out there that's better. Not running the street, not running wind, but look at, is this the best thing for me in my life? Is this what God wants, wants for me? So now we talk about time frame. Yes, everybody knows that comes down to discernment. There's no one way to say, hey, you know, it's time to do it. Every, in, every case is different, but you know, you know if that guy is just stringing you along. You know if they're just going through the motions. So you have to allow yourself to discern. Whether you see a future for this, is this going somewhere? Are you guys on the same page about that? So that's the biggest thing I'm talking about now in that chapter about committing. It's not like men don't commit. It's that what we're using to decide whether we should commit or not. And that is being led by God, being led by the Holy Spirit. So that's what I run to really want to emphasize in that particular chapter, you know, why men don't commit in the time frame or sometimes not at all with that person. Doesn't mean they don't commit at all, but just specifically with that particular person. But now I have spent 10 years of my life with this brother. He, But now we break up and two weeks later, he's married to somebody else. What is that? Yeah. Now, see, that, that thing is, that is truly that the person that was meant you know, for that person to be with. Sometimes it's just a guy. Sometimes the thing can be several things, but in some cases, is that they should have made a decision before those ten years, knew it all along. And I share, I share guys that I share that when I can see for me, that's not the easiest thing to do. But if you know that it's not there, you knew that you were not going to commit the whole time, but you were maybe waiting for it out. You waited, and I would tell guys, do not do that. And guys, and anger, it may maybe tough for you, although the person. But do that person a favor, do yourself a favor and not string it along just because you don't want to be looked at as a person that quits or won't commit. Because to doing it 10 years and not marrying that person, that is not committing just like you not being with the person at all. So you're talking about committing. So that's the biggest thing. Sometimes that happens. You know, you see those things and you had another point in your life that one person to help you get to that point. Now, there you go with somebody else. Enjoy that person that they created, you know. Right. And that's uh, that's right. exactly. And that's we exactly the what I'm committed. So I put it with all this, 
for you to get to that person, they get the good you. They get the good, the new version of you. <laughs> you know, right? And we gonna prime the uh, what is it? Prime the uh, the slot machine, and then we walk yeah. away from the slot machine. <laughs> and then, and then you, you put your you quarter in, in all the money. Yeah, you come in and put one quarter in, and you win the whole jackpot. But uh, yeah, that's a good analogy. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but that's a. <laughs> that's a good. Look, I just came back from Vegas. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just so that's how I got it. That's how because uh, good analogy. And, and, and that's but that's a, and then you know well, what do you say at that point um, to the person that is now left? Uh, uh, they've been in this ten ten year relationship, and mm -hmm. but they're the one, and they walked away, and this other their, their partner who they were is with someone else. Now they're sitting there like, what? What just mm -hmm. happened, mm -hmm. and you know now I'm out here. I, um, what do you say? To, what do you say about that? What? How do you? Hey, hey, Toya, thank you. Yeah. Well, that person that's left there, you have to discern. One time, you have to look and see what is best for you. Sometimes it's best for you that the person does not commit, because if they committed, you would go along with it. Them not committing to you may be the best thing, because if it's not meant for you, look at the lessons that you learn from it and truly discern. Do you have God told you that the person you're with? Because God gives us free will. God's not going to tell us who to be with. He gives us unctions. There's red flags. There are so many different things. But do we take heed to those? So what you have to do is sometimes take your feelings out of that and look, discern. Did God tell you this is the person to be with? Or did he tell you long ago that you should have left or you shouldn't be in a relationship? And you can evaluate that. Hard to do. But if you can take your feelings out of it and just listen to God and look at what is there. And sometimes it takes a moment. Think about the longer you're not that person, the more you see, wow, maybe this is a, this is a good thing. Hard early on, because now you're you're in your feelings and you're thinking about all the stuff that you all the or time you put into it and you have a vested interest in it. But the biggest thing is listen to God leading you. If this is the person for you, then things are gonna work out the way that God says. But if it's not, you have to be able to allow that door to be shut and not go back and try to jiggle the door and make sure it's locked or not. You know, so. Hey, so. hey thank you, everybody. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the comments as we're talking. Listen, yeah. if you have questions, again, this is a different. Thank you for. I'm glad to be. I'm I'm black and I'm and I'm back. Uh, uh, and I'm back. But if you have questions that you want to ask him, that's not here. There's the number 888-627-6008 is the number you can call. You can ask him directly yourself. Um, he will hear and we'll bring you up so you can hear. So this is this is our like I said, this is our new platform. So that um this is I'm, I'm excited about it. So we can people can actually call in and have a talk and, and talk with the with the guest. So don't be shy. Yes. Don't call your comments here. Pick up phone and call 888-627-6008 and our um the producers in the back will will answer the calls for you guys so listen um uh thank you cousin um, um you know we just want to make sure we get the information out there now now um something that you had said in the again we're talking this is my friend i, I keep saying hey pastor carlos marshall we're talking about his book god's mighty men you can get it on his website carlopaymarshall.com is that right? Is that right? <laughs> he is a um, he is a father of three, and he uh, now he was. What's that? Oh, that might be 
copy me. So he he um he 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 and I have known each other for 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 a a a, a good a good while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I trust his I trust what he says. But now okay, so now um um and you're right, uh, Elder Carla, don't date somebody for ten years. I mean that's just, I'm, I, I was being now. Mm. I just put that out there. It wasn't that's a good thing. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I didn't even go there, but you right. <laughs> you <laughs> date for ten years. I didn't even right. catch that. I, you. I, I agree with that, girl. I agree with that. Elder, 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 yes. Oh man, ten years. Yeah, that's a long that's, time. I mean, I was, yeah, that's but people have done it. Um, they've they've done it twenty. I mean, some people have done. I mean, you know, they're teachers years old. Um, I'm not gonna do it. I um, I don't have ten years to get to nobody. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. And that's what you're doing. You give. I know you said that. You're giving them. You're right. That's ten years. You're giving them. You know, you're yeah, giving just, them and not married because it's a whole different thing. A mindset when you're married to them and committed to them and you're building a life together and all those things. Basically, that's what you're doing. You're just giving it to them when they can easily walk off or you walk out for ten years. You've given them that. You're right. Oh, and you know what? Which brings me to this show, this movie, this this play I saw, um, uh, and it was it was talking about um, it was um, Love on Layaways, the name of the, of the play. Mm-hmm. And when you just said that, uh, the young lady she has she had said to the to the guy, um, "We've been together four years, and you still have not put a ring on my finger." And he's like, uh, "She's like, I have no." She's like, "He's like, where am I going to go? My 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 clothes are here. I'm I'm here." I don't have to marry you to um for you to know that I'm not going anywhere. Now what do you say to that? You you're this somebody's been in it for 10 years and that she may want to get married or one of them want to get married, but the other one's like, I'm not going anywhere. Um we, my clothes are here. My clothes I'm not what what so so what do you say to somebody like that that may have been it? It's coveted. People look at it like, oh, well, it's just a piece of paper. Yes, it's like you play in house. You know, it's not covered. It's not covered by God because the covenant, you talk about a marriage, God, that oneness. You cannot have oneness in just a dating relationship. Yes, you can get close. Yeah, the oneness and the covenant starts as far as initially before the physical wedding, but God honors marriage. And all the things that God covers, he covers marriage. Yes, dating to get to get married and to know each other. But you're talking about that covenant and how it looks in God's eyes and what God says he's going to do. All the things that God says about marriage, about, you know, not letting anyone, what God has put together and for better, for worse, sickness and all, all those things, rich or poor, however, all the different things that applies to marriage. It doesn't apply just to dating. Yes. Yes. Dating does, does have to happen. Courtship and all those different things, whatever your culture is, whatever your decision, you know, how long you engage and all those sorts of things. But marriage is the ultimate. That's the final thing because that's what God is honoring. The dating and everything is practicing to get married. It's not just practicing just to be together, just to do that. So it's a preparation to get married. But marriage is the final thing. And that's the ultimate because that's what God honors. And I think, um, and, but I also, I mean, the, the, dating, the dating process is important. Because, like you said in, in the in the book, um, the dating process allows you to understand one love languages, two mm-hmm. 
now you because you're bringing two different people and two different ways you're because you, I meant think you mentioned something about the upbringing of of your of your potential partner your potential mm. spouse mm-hmm. and um what that looks like and I think during that during that dating process you get to learn <laughs> um yeah. uh, that when I get mad I like to throw things I'm I don't I don't See? but I'm saying <laughs> Exactly. Yes. But, but I, it's so key. With that dating thing, I, t- I ask people this question. When is the best time to get a divorce? We're not supposed to get a divorce. Before you get married. <laughs> yeah, that's the best time. Before you even do it. The dating period. That's when you find that out. During then, you do those things. You have challenges in your relationship. So if it's not it, you make a decision then before you get married and say, I'm going to do this. And oh, well, if it don't work, work out, we can get, get, get divorced. No, 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 no. Before you even do that, don't make that step. If you already know those things, if God has already given you that, give you discernment. So I say that. But yeah, people are stuck like, when is the best time? You're not supposed to get divorced. Yeah. Well, you get married or you do it. You know, that's the best time. So, yes, that's funny. We have a guest caller. So I'm going to bring that person up. Sure. So they can ask their question. Hello, caller. How are you? Hey, Elder Carla. Well, hello there, Elder Troya and Pastor um, Marshall. Hello. Now, I have you? a question. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening. And um, my question is to Pastor uh, Marshall. Now, um, with dating, um, do you think it's wise for any two people to actually date for 10 years? Before committing, and that, and then the other part of that question is because I've been told that men know exactly what they have in store for a woman when he first meet her. So, what would be your view on that? It does not take ten years. You know, if you don't know it by t- in ten years, you're not going to ever know it. So the 10 years, I would say, no, I'm not going to say a number where whether it's four or five or three, but 10, because at that point, you've experienced everything you're going to experience and know about that person. That may be a different situation with that particular person, you know, whether you know, committing understanding. You think about, too, what are you doing to allow that person to continue to do that? Are they getting everything they need? Are they getting everything without the commitment? So you have to look at it and say, why bother the cow if you get the milk free? You know, I know you probably have heard mm-hmm. that statement. So if you allow it to happen, yep. that person, well, why should I do this? Because I could easily just not do certain things when I'm just not committed in marriage that I may have to do when I'm married. So, yeah, 10 years, I would say that so to me, that's a, uh, that's a long time to be together, and not mm-hmm. have a more serious you know, commitment such as marriage. OK, now the second part of that question. Do do you think that when a man first sees a person, a woman, that he knows if he wants to marry her? Because I've been told that by men. Like when I first saw my wife, I knew she was the one. Yes, yeah, I truly, I truly believe that. It may not happen with every man, but a man knows right then whether that's the person they can do. What they, what happens is over the time you're dating, you start to see that person. Can you see them in every circle that you have? You initially look at them 
and maybe the look, maybe all the different things, not just the look, it's, it's the, the spirit that's there, it's the connection. So whatever it is, a man knows. A man knows what they're going to do, what they're willing to do, what they're willing to be able to learn, what they're willing to sacrifice for that woman. So absolutely, I believe that. A man knows right then, but a lot of times the logistics, the different thing it takes to get to that actual point. And it may be okay to do that. Go through the pre-engagement. One thing I share with people to do, you hear, you've heard about people doing pre marital counseling, I would suggest pre-engagement right. counseling to see, to talk about even getting yeah. engaged to that point because you're not going in. What you want to go into counseling sessions thinking is not already having a wedding date, not already decided, because if you do that, it's just a formality. You go in there thinking, I may hear something in this counseling session that may tell me, hold up, we need to spend more time, or not at all. So I hope that answers yeah. your question. Ten years, no, that's excessive, and a man does know when he sees that the timing of when you do it, that's what you're waiting on. But a man knows when they see, when, when they're with that person initially. M men know. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> <laughs> so a man knows. A man yes. knows. Yes. Yes. A man knows. A man knows, yes. And, and that's good. And but I think, it's, like you said, um, we 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 want to make sure we're checking with with the father first. Yes. To ensure that um, we um, is there? Let me see. Is there another caller? Uh, and we're checking with God. We're checking yes. in to say, God, is this who we're supposed to be? Though. Um, what about somebody's asking? What about? Pre-date, pre-dating counseling. Yes, yeah, pre-date, same thing. It is good just to have another person looking at, okay, a neutral person, that third party, you taking what you're thinking, what they're thinking, and you have another person listening to it. It's amazing when someone you say something to someone else, the way that it sounds to you is based on what you've been hearing. So yes, pre-dating counseling as well, making sure that it's understood that's what it is. You don't want that person that you're with mistaking it for, okay, we already ready for, for marriage. We're going to counseling for that. You want to make sure the counselor that you're speaking to, that you go through first, you know, whether it's your pastor, whether it's the, whatever, you know, professional counselor, let them know what this is so that way they can uh, cater to that. They can customize it to exactly that. So absolutely, pre-dating, counseling is great, pre-engagement, uh, pre and then, of course, premarital. That is totally, I agree with that. Because it's learning. That's what it is. You're learning how to date. You're more specifically learning how to date that person. That's what you're doing. You're learning that person. So absolutely, pre-dating counseling is great. Which is understanding that what that's what it is. It has to be labeled that, not premarital. So yes, right. And I think that because um, I think we have a we have we do a, we do this we, every every person that we see, ooh, they got the potential to be. Our, our forever person and right. but you know I, and that, I mean it, I, I, we say men know but so do we women know too <laughs> we know but because society has told us what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be married we're supposed to have a man take care of us we're supposed to do all these different things we miss a lot of the red flags or mm -hmm. of correction but we don't miss them we just push them to the side there you go I was going to say it. You hit the devil in the head. They're there. You don't miss them. You just can go over them. 
So, but also what you have to do is you have to make a distinction between red flags and deal breakers. I tell mm. the uh, couples again after first uh, homework in the first after the first session is the love language assessment if they don't know it, and I tell them to come back with me to me on the second session with their red flags and deal breakers. Red flags are those things. Oh man, I would really like that person to change. I really notice them. I would, look, but I can go along with deal breakers. If that person does this. I just can't do it. If they don't do this, I just can't do it. That's a difference in the deal breaker and just red flags. Red flags kind of caution, warning, warning, danger. Uh, we're robbers of danger, you know. So you have to look at that and wow, it could be, but you can see that person may be changing. You can see it. Well, I can see myself still doing it. We can work on certain those deal breakers. You don't want to do that to yourself because if that if it's a deal breaker before, it's gonna be a deal breaker in the marriage. If it's a red flag before, it's a red flag in the marriage, so it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't change. Right. But did you, you, you I, I, I gotta, um, you're telling your agent, you just said Will Robbins, Will, Will Robbins. I, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself. I was going to, you took the words out of my mouth. I am really dating myself when I say that. <laughs> Some people talking about, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped it in there real quick. I said I'm not gonna let him get that pass. Um, yeah, deal breakers, and, and I agree. There are certain things that we're just not that you're, and, and but you have to define that now. If mm-hmm. you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship, there's certain things that you have to decide is uh, this. This is it. We can't be with each other. If you, I mean, for for me, you know, the biggest one. You, 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 you try to put your hands on me, yeah, somebody's going to jail. Done. Um, Done. You know, that, that's a deal breaker right right there for Troy. Um, you know, if you, don't, right, be. if you don't... Should be. Right. I, I got four little people. If you don't like little people, then that's a deal breaker because that's a whole... So you have to know from the door yep. what, uh, what, yep. what, and, 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 and make people honor and respect you because something that you said was really really important and that thought was really really and we're, and we're, we're soon running out of time um uh something i want to make sure we, we say this you said we women we love men respect yes we and uh men feel disrespected if we do a certain thing whereas we don't feel loved so, so in, in, in the in the two minutes that we that I'm gonna give you two minutes, Mama Shadow, can you can you expound yes. on that? You have to do that because yes, men want love, women want respect, but men it affects them more when they're disrespected compared to not love. And women, when they're not love, it affects them more. Across the board, those are the two things. Every woman wants love and security, every man wants respect, and it affects them more. You could do things to, to men that may get over it, but you don't respect them. It takes it hard. It takes a longer time for them to get over it. Same thing with the woman. You can do different things, but if you show anything that don't love them, that's because that's how we are wired. That's how we are built. Some people are different. So those things, it hurts more. And it takes you longer to get over it from your mate than it does for someone else. Someone else can say or do something and do the same thing and just not affect you because. You're not looking for love from that other person. You're looking for love from your mate. You're not looking for respect from the other person. You're looking for respect from your mate. Because you guys are being one. You make that commitment to love. 
make a commitment to respect. So that's what it is for love for women and then respect for men. That is so good. Listen, this is my friend. Uh, see, now, now, now I have to be on, I'm on, a, I'm on a time crunch. So y'all got, so, but of course I have to uh, bring him back. But listen, uh, get his book, God's Mighty Men. Yes. Um, it is, and you can get it on his website, carloskmarshall.com. Um, again, I, I said I have a giveaway. So, uh, this is what I need some, this is what I need you to do. I need you to share either on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, um, uh, share it, share, share the YouTube, share the Facebook, even, uh, uh, message me that you did it. And then we'll put in we'll put in a random um uh, we do a randomizer and we're gonna I'm giving away one of my one of my tumblers. Oh yes. Oh you're gonna like that. Yeah, because he got one. So I'm giving away my tumblers. <laughs> I'm giving away a tumbler because and then you know, uh again, support Pastor Marshall. We are so excited about being on BBS radio, TV, um uh, so again, we're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Um, we're really excited about this about this platform. Um, if somebody wants to decide that they want to do a sponsorship, we have that as well. Uh, you can go to BBS TV. And, I mean, like you said, we're just really excited for what for for this for this position that we're in right now, and the fact mm-hmm. that you can call. And it's every other week. It's not every week. So we won't be here next week. We'll be here the following week. And my guest for that week is, um, uh, uh, if you have my book, if you don't have my book, I do have a book. I need to talk about that too. This is my book, Soul Ties. Um, in one of the chapters, um, I talk about a good friend of mine, um, The Joy of Friendship. Um, her daughter and her son-in-law are there. My girlfriend, uh, Chandra, uh, who passed away back in 2015. I asked her children, her daughter, to come on to the show. So her and her husband will be on then. And then next month, we have uh, Latoya Powell and, uh, coming on to talk about her book. So so we're, look, we're booked out to almost November. Wow. That's a good thing. <laughs> Which is crazy. And what I'm doing, I'm going back and revisiting everybody who was on the other show because to get them the flat the opportunity now I'm on this bigger platform to um to tell their story. So you're the first one. So thank you. We appreciate you. you. Um, a privilege. I'm honored. So so honored. <laughs> so look that means so from 9 p.m. every Wednesday to 9 50 p.m. I'm on um, I'm on here because we're we're of a time crunch, but I'm so glad to be on BBS TV radio. And again, um, I have two minutes, so here's my my plug. Go to Carlos CarlosKMarshall.com and get his book. It is a really good read, and it makes sense. Um, you can go to my website JustTroy.com. If you have any questions, if, you, if there's some things you want to say to Pastor Marshall, give me a call. Uh, email me at hello at just Troy and we'll um and we'll get to you. We'll get to him for you. Um again, thank you all for coming on and that's it. Next time we'll have our banners and everything and our outros and everything. But thank you for joining us tonight and we'll talk to you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. All have right. a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.